This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. And I'm Evan Novi williams and this is the Do You Yahoo! Sports Business Podcast, The Sportacast. Best one yet. Guest Joe Lambert, President General Manager for Consumer at Yahoo. And Joe, I don't know if you listen, you better listen to the show regularly. After I do my little hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. I, I count on Evan to do something entertaining to sort of introduce. Do you Yahoo? That was your best one yet, Evan. Well <laughs> Look done. At that. I like it. I'm going to awesome. I'm, I'm put you on the uh, spot right away, Joe, because something that John Skipper said to me years ago, I've always remembered. And in your position, I want to see if you agree with him. He said, just get me the eyeballs, folks. Do that. And it's my job to figure out how to monetize it. And that falls on your shoulders. Do you agree with John? Is that just get me the eyeballs and you'll figure out what to do with it? I think that's a fair comment. I think if you, I think get me the eyeballs, but I think even more importantly, it's around like just laser focused on the best consumer experience you can possibly have, right? Focus on the consumer experience. That will get you the eyeballs. That will determine then how you can monetize and, and make sure that we have the right level of investment to keep investing. All right. Is this right? If I'm talking about Yahoo, nine, and this surprised me, the number surprised me, a little prep material, 900 million unique global viewers per month. Is that an accurate figure? That is an accurate figure. Yeah. So I'm assuming then. It's also right, a so large now, figure. Yeah, the, that's a large <laughs> figure. So, so tell me then, step one, step two, step three, what, what's the monetization plan for 900 million eyeballs of disparate interests around the world? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so first of all, 900 million. So you can imagine exactly how diverse we are. We've got a great, huge global audience. Uh, women, we're top for women, Latinx, African-American. You know, we, we really are re representing everybody. So um, from a monetization perspective, listen, number one, I mean, at the moment, as you know, Yahoo has long-term been an ad-supported business. However, over the last three or four years, we've been diversifying and building, you know, subscription products where we have really, really highly engaged users where we can provide incremental value. So we've got subscription products. We also have a pretty big um, content to commerce business because, you know, 900 million people, they're coming to us every day. They're checking their Yahoo Mail. They're looking at Yahoo Sports. They're looking at Yahoo Finance. And sometimes they're looking at, looking at different things and searching for different, um, you know, products, want to buy earphones, want to buy a microphone, do karaoke. We also have added this content to commerce component so that we can actually um, be able to close the loop and, and sell folks what they want. And then, of course, obviously, you know, we're talking sports today. You know, in terms of Yahoo Sports specifically, you've probably seen that we've launched our Yahoo Fantasy Plus subscription product, but also we've been diversifying into, um, you know, betting, gaming, 
uh, over the last couple of years. All right. I'm glad. All right. So you jumped right ahead to, to the Yahoo Sports products and, and all of the, the offshoots. That they're and, in. And, and I'm happy to talk about all of it. All my children I love equally, just to be clear. I love, but sports is really your favorite. I got it. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll just wink and nod. That's fine. We'll make sure that the tech crunch and gadget folks feel loved as well, but nobody's as loved as sports because, well, where does sports of in your audience? Of course, I'm sure you, you use plenty of data uh, and metrics. What's the difference in engagement? And I know that's a broad word. So you can define it any way you want. But what's the difference of engagement for a Yahoo sports fan customer versus whether it be tech, finance, or something else? Yeah, I think I couldn't give you uh, the specific metric, but what I'll say is, you know, our sports audience, both, you know, are some of our most engaged across the the whole Yahoo, you know, ecosystem. And, and the reason is, you know, we've got not just sports news, stats, analysis, We've got our first-party content, our third-party content. But, you know, having that full scope of content, utility, and now, you know, our expansion into, you know, expanding our gaming platform and our both paid and free-to-play, um, you know, we see extremely high engagement there because, you know, utility does really drive high engagement and daily, you know, daily daily attendees, which is really fantastic because, you know, you talk about the 900 million monthly active users. The other number that I that I won't say right now, but we have you know hundreds of millions of daily active users as well. So and 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 sports is definitely one of the uh, the gold stars in the portfolio there. Let me pump up Evan because nobody understands the gaming space better than Evan. He really is the number one person out there. So let me just ca- handle sort of the the uh, house cleaning here and full disclosure that we are one of those third party providers that we do have a deal with Yahoo Art Sportico is covered. I hope it's doing very, very well. We appreciate getting, you know, the traffic from, from your 900 million, you know, send a few of them more, a few more of them our way would be great, but uh, go ahead, Evan. I, I know you're, you're hungry to just dive into sort of the, the fantasy as well as sports betting. Yeah. I'm kind of fascinated by, but obviously by, we talk a lot on the show, Joe, about daily fantasy, about sports betting, about the, the, the so many people, companies in this space that are talking about their daily or monthly users and how, uh, how attractive that is and how to use that on, on the sports betting side. I'm curious kind of what you guys have learned, you know, starting in, in Daily Fantasy a number of years ago and now uh, more on the betting side, what you've learned about the ability to turn a lot of those those sports consumers, uh, a lot of those sports readers, a lot of those sports viewers uh, into potential fantasy players or, or, or other gaming participants? And, and, and if there's been any kind of surprising takeaways that you've learned yeah, it's uh, look. It, it's been it, as you know. You, you've, you follow this closely. It's been an amazing time for sports gaming, uh, fantasy, and betting. Um, you know, we're seeing a growing number of fans, and uh, you know, exponentially growing number of fans who you know they want to have a greater stake um, in the action of sports. So you know, you mentioned it. We've got two decades of experience in fantasy. Um, you know, leading the way in fantasy. So we have a lot of authority in the space. Um, you know. As we've been moving, we've started our partnership with BetMGM back in, you know, 2019. Uh, November 2019 was when we launched. Um, we've been opening up as the states legalize in sports betting. Um, and, you know, your question about what have we learned and, and, and what are we finding interesting, you know, a couple of things. One is over the course of that time, we've been making sure that we, you know, we integrate the experience for both paid um, and free gaming into the sports, you know, experience throughout all of our sites, whether it's our mobile app, 
whether it's our, our apps, uh, mobile web apps, whether it's our desktop experience, you know, across fantasy, across Yahoo Sports, across other parts across the portfolio so that we can, you know, make sure that we're nudging customers who might be interested in, you know, taking a stake in a game uh, into being able to have that experience. The, the other interesting thing, and I, I know we've talked about this before, one of the other interesting things I think that's really interesting around the sports betting opening up in the US is I think, well, at least I was a little surprised. I expect some of the daily fantasy or some of the other gaming um, initiatives to sort of plateau. But actually what we're seeing is this, you know, continuous additive. Exactly. It's additive. Exactly. I would have thought that sports betting would have killed daily, daily fantasy. Like daily fantasy players to me were folks who just wanted to bet on it, but couldn't. But I couldn't be more wrong. And by the way, I hear that a lot. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. Definitely. Um, I think there's actually a lot more opportunity in um, daily fantasy, season-long fantasy, and new types of formats, um, and especially, and still this huge growth opportunity in, in sports betting, both for the fanatics as well as the casual users, as betting becomes more, let's say, normalized in the US. Um, I think that's going to be really interesting. So it, it, you guys have taken kind of a different approach to those two things. When, when Daily Fantasy took off, Yahoo decided that it wanted to kind of get into the paid Daily Fantasy kind of on, on an operator standpoint. Sports betting has kind of been the opposite. You guys have chosen not to become an operator directly. You mentioned the, the kind of tight uh, partnership you guys have with BetMGM. Walk me through that decision. Why you, know, why, why you wanted to be the operator on the Daily Fantasy side, decided as sports betting opens up that, that maybe you take a different kind of role in that ecosystem. Yeah, you know, go back to 2019, um, you know, we, we obviously, given that we have this highly engaged audience, we have these, you know, very, very active, um, you know, fantasy players and uh, both season long and daily active. Um, we saw that this is a, a great way for us to close the loop for these customers and make sure that we also be able to provide the, you know, some, some opportunity to you know, play in the, in, in the stakes. Um, at the time, you know, we were thinking through the opportunity and the fastest path to getting in early as the states were opening up really was through partnership. Um, so, you know, we took a look, a look at the market. Um, BetMGM has been a great partner. Um, you know, they're really fantastic. And so we decided that, you know, in part, partnering with them, we can bring our expertise in terms of like some of the product experience, the, you know, as you said, we've got a huge top of the funnel in terms of eyeballs every day um, and they can provide the expertise on the betting side that you know we just don't have in-house at this stage so um, that's you know we'll continue to build and evolve our daily fantasy and our paid fantasy and and, and partner on the uh, on the sports betting side so could that be a, something in the future I don't know how long the BetMGM partnership is but but in 10 years is there a chance that we have a, a Yahoo sports book that is you know owned and operated by Yahoo I, I'd never say never uh, so Maybe. <laughs> Government regulation, Eben. Those are difficult hurdles to overcome. But we, we like the walk me through because I don't think fans or users really understand process. And, you know, there's product, there's people, there's process. And I think the process part is, is fascinating. So let's take, I don't know, how about me, for example? I love the word that you used, nudge, like nudge. Okay, let's say I'm, a, I'm at the top of that funnel right now. I've come to Yahoo. I'm just peeking around. Give me the process, if you would. Walk me through how do you, I would say, perform the single most important component of your job, Joe Lambert, President, General Manager, Consumer at Yahoo. How do you separate me from my money? That is a fantastic question. And I think the area that I have been 
very focused on and, and we as a collective team have been very focused on is like personalization across our platform. Because as you said, 900 million monthly active users, um, hundreds of millions coming in every day. I need to be able to distinguish what you're interested in versus what my mother's interested in versus what someone else is interested in. So, you know, we have, obviously we've got Yahoo Mail users. We've got you know, folks coming in from SEO or search. We've got people coming into us from uh, our social presence, you know, across TikTok. And, You're talking and my Apple. language, Joe. These are the analytics I look at. It's Bordico. You're talking my language. Exactly, exactly. So as we're looking at all of this and then thinking through that where we're really focused right now is on personalization. So if you come in and look at, I don't know, a, uh, a stock ticker um, and you're watching Apple, um, then the next best thing I should show you is, okay, what's the next best thing that you might be interested in? Are you interested in, you know, purchasing something on Apple or are you interested in, you know, tracking that stock and following it over time? Hey, other users like you who also look at Apple, they also look at other stocks like, I don't know, Tesla. Um, and same thing on sports, right? So if you're coming in and you're looking at games, you know, what's the next best thing I can show you so that you can, it might be a story, another story, it might be a video, it might be a upgrade opportunity to uh, Yahoo Fantasy Plus. Maybe you're losing and I can, <laughs> and I, and I can say, hey, why don't, you, why don't you spend a little bit of money each month and, you know, beat your friends? I see that you're a New York Jets fan. I see other Jets fans look up home therapy uses. Yeah, I get it. Like, how, 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 how can you just help? I wish I never said that. I told my husband, it's, I, I, again, Sunday we're watching the game and I'm just thinking to myself, how did I make this public? But anyway, it's a, it's a thing about being an Australian coming into New York. You know, obviously I used to be a Wallabies fan in Australia. Coming in, you, yeah, you have to support the underdogs. So, oh, that's, anyway. that's, that's Australian accent? I thought it was Staten Island. My mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the personalization for a second, Joe, I have been shocked at how I'll use the word poor, how poor the the sports betting apps have been at this, at least so far that I, I, I gamble a, a fairly decent amount. And every time I open my app, it seems like the first, the landing page gets me to NBA events. I've, I don't think I've ever bet on a single NBA event. These companies should know enough about my habits to know that I like to bet on college football. Uh, by the way, Evan, I opened up the Evan, I went to Yahoo this morning. And by the way, what I, I got hit in the face with two NBA products. So just so you know, they know me. <laughs> there you go. You know, you know, <laughs> Haven't covered the NBA, they know, but they need to know you better that you're willing to cross the GWB bridge to place a bet on college football. Exactly. But not to cross the GWB to, to place a bet on the NBA. I've just been, I've been surprised at kind of, it, it makes so much sense when you say it, but it seems as though the kind of adoption that we've seen so far from a lot of other companies has actually been fairly slow to catch up on the way in which they can use that data to personalize and really push options to me that are things that I'm likely to want. Yeah, I, I think that, that that's one of the the secret sources, I think, of Yahoo, which is, you know, we both play in the content space, in the utility space. We're a technology company, which means that, you know, one of the things that we're really laser focused on is, you know, starting at the where we started this podcast, focusing on the user experience, making sure that you're seeing the most relevant thing and seeing opportunities to participate and, and engage more heavily across Yahoo every day because we are you know, meeting your needs. So uh, I, I think this is going to be a trend in the whole industry, to be honest with you. I think you know, as we see improvements in data um, over you know, everything, we will continue to see improvements here. But this is an area where I think that we actually have a really good opportunity here because of that technology product thinking, customer at the center, and then obviously, you know, having all of the pieces around it to be able to serve that 360 sports. 
an- another thing we talk a lot on this podcast is the kind of changing nature of the of the media landscape, particularly kind of the the interplay between TV and and streaming. Yahoo has done live streaming events of NFL games in the past. Um, I'm curious if that is something that is on your radar moving forward. Is that is that something you guys are interested in 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 doing more of moving forward? You know, live rights to sporting events as a complement, obviously, to all these things that we're talking about the the gambling side, the content side, etc. Yeah, definitely. Look, content is a really important piece to this. Uh, you know, customers come in through for content. They come in through, as I said, huge amount of audience comes in through SEO, particularly new audiences coming from social. Um, we want to be able to serve them what they're looking for. And whether that's, you know, live streaming or whether that's, um, you know, articles, increasingly we're, in, um, we're gradually increasing, well, not gradually, we're increasing our coverage also on spending, uh, on betting um, and, and being able to, you know, provide the insights uh, analysts to provide suggestions and nudges and things like that. So definitely, you know, as we think about content overall, we want to make sure that we're sort of moving where the market is and maybe even ahead of it where we can so that we can actually make sure that we're doing that through service. But yeah, totally open to, um, to continuing to expand that content. It really is the top of the funnel. Then we get our, our folks in, they're looking at sports scores, they're looking at data, they come in every day. And then, you know, ultimately, we, you know, we want to create that long lasting relationship with, with every customer. Do old folks like me, and I can call myself old, like I'm now starting to lump Eben, even though he's considerably younger and hipper, you can tell. But do old folks like me and Eben, because you know he's starting to get up there, uh, do we want the same things as the kids? Uh, what's the difference? What are you seeing in, in what the kids want? You know, it, it, it's a really interesting, it, it depends on which topic we're talking about, but uh, in, the, uh, in the daily fantasy and in the... Uh, uh, seasonal fantasy, and even in sports betting, we're actually seeing uh, behaviors cross over generations. So I don't think it's necessarily old versus, say, young. It's actually more, you know, enthusiasts in different areas, whether it's different sports or different, you know, or, or, or propensity to take a little risk, um, in the enjoyment of the game and, uh, and you know, putting a stake in there and, um, you know, or competing with friends, that competitive mindset. So I think it's more around sort of what we call personas <laughs> that are across generations versus, you know, young versus old. One thing we are seeing, though, across all of our properties, um, in particular sports um, and uh, actually Yahoo Finance as well, is we're seeing an increase and in an uptick in, in younger audiences um, really participating in some of these other actions. So, you know, thinking about like new alternative um, investment opportunities, people following crypto, um, as we're, as we're looking at the Yahoo fantasy um, growth, um, where we're seeing it in young audiences, as well as our uh, young new audiences, as well as our older, more, um, you know, seasoned audiences. Can you tell me the exact dance and the happy dance that your sales folks are doing when the crypto people call because you're telling them how engaged your audiences are, especially the young folks or, or that, that other set with, with the crypto and, and, and the Bitcoin and all that? And by the way, I'm into Ethereum, so you know, even the old folks can get in on the new things. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, look, the sales team is definitely going to be doing the happy dance a lot more. Um, it's, a, it's a huge growth area, obviously. And with all of the eyeballs, talking about eyeballs at the beginning of this show, um, you know, all the eyeballs on Yahoo Finance, um, great opportunity there. And, uh, you know, you, you said um, you're, you're one of the, what we were defining as crypto curious, right? People who are, they, they weren't at the tip of the spear of the crypto market, but we're starting to see this sort of the same, that sort of generalization again and interest across all different different people around uh, around crypto so I think it's not just young I think there's a huge opportunity in the sort of Gen X space 
and, and, and even some of those older segments who have, you know, they've got wealth and, and they want to, again, take a, take a piece of the action. How long do you think it'll be bet- before uh, people are able to enter daily fantasy contests using crypto? Oh, boy. Oh, that's a great question. Great think, question, Evan. I think within, I'm going to say within the next, uh, I, I think it's eminently, I think yeah. it's going to be within the next year or so. Like if, if it's not, then uh, then we're going to miss the mark, right? Like it, it really is. It's it, We're seeing more of that daily habit with crypto and you're starting to see all the players, you know, try to, again, provide that full full experience like if you if you want to pay with crypto your debit card your you know your your paypal account whatever it is you want to be able to make sure that you can serve your audience yeah it goes back to that friction free what what you said ux and friction free you don't want to make it hard for the people to separate themselves from their money exactly exactly another thing i wanted to ask you about joe some some big news on on the corporate side at yahoo earlier this year um been under the verizon umbrella for a long time Purchased ninety percent of of Yahoo uh, by Apollo Global, big investment firm, obviously with a lot of connections globally and a lot of different worlds. How does that being under the Apollo umbrella? How does that change your job? Does it change your job? Is is there a new directive? Is there any anything new or different about the direction of Yahoo with the new owners? More conference calls and more spreadsheets, Joe. I know the answer. <laughs> more I, conference calls, more spreadsheets. I think less conference calls. <laughs> More spreadsheets. No, actually, <laughs> one of the things about it, honestly, is it's it's really exciting because, you know, basically it puts Yahoo as a standalone company who can really invest in some of these big areas of growth like, you know, fantasy, gaming, betting, you know, Yahoo Finance, um, you know, across all of our properties. And, you know, being a, a – look, Verizon was a fantastic owner as well, but being a small division within a big, huge, huge company – um, doesn't necessarily lend itself to being able to take some big bets and swings um, like I think we're going we're to be able to do under Apollo. So we're, we're really excited, actually. It's a, it's a good opportunity ahead of us. Um, in terms of change in daily behaviours, it's not so much conference calls, but I will say you said Apollo is huge and they've got an incredible network. So I will say that I'm getting a lot more connections than ever before and a lot more ideas put in front of me in terms of where we could, you know, whether we we build or partner or buy, um, we just have so much more opportunity. Right. I, I don't want to be just jargon here. I want to make sure people know what we were talking about. We talked about SEO a couple of times. That's search engine optimization that people don't know. I saw Google said like the number one search term this year was NBA. What, what's hot for you guys? If, what, what does your SEO tell you? What do people uh, really devour? Yeah, look, actually, a lot of our SEO is around like, you know, what's happening in the news cycle at the time. So, you know, you can imagine, you know, a couple of months ago, you, you see you know, crypto become really hot and you see the spikes in traffic around there. Um, you know, when you see different things happening in society, that's really where search is. And then obviously, we've got, you know, this huge audience uh, that comes in every day and that are searching whether it's, you know, uh, quotes on the st- uh, stock quotes or whether it's searching, you know, sports scores. Um, it, it's across the board, but it, it generally follows, you know, what's happening in the world. Generally. The NBA was the most Googled yeah, search term yeah. of the year. Yeah, I believe so. Go oh, check yeah. that out. Yeah, wow. I believe it was NBA. Yeah. Shocking. All right, I'll ask the next question. I mean, you can go Google it and make sure, like, what did I screw up? I'm sure you'll tell me. Right. Did we talk about... Yahoo search it. Yahoo search it. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm sorry. My default setting is Bing. Is um, is that okay? Is Do we still do that? Do people still Bing? I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry about that. If it's not one of the things that people still do, but Joe, let me ask you this. I mean, we, we've talked about, you know, the fantasy, did we specifically address your fantasy football championship that's coming up 
in, in Maryland because it is like sort of a, a new tentpole thing that you're offering your customers? Uh, no, we haven't covered that off yet. Uh, shame on you. Shame on you. But I'm, but by the way, now I am going to hit you up for a big one at the end. This is going to be a crescendo finish. So go ahead, tell the people what they need to know about this football thing, because I'm hitting you with a big one at the end. Hold on a second. I thought you were going to ask me about my fantasy league. I'll ask you about how you're doing. What's the name of the team and how you're doing? Uh, I've got two. I, with my own team, I'm coming pretty much second last. <laughs> With, the penultimate position is strong. You, you know, that's good. With my, uh, with the leadership team, actually, I'm, I've got the highest score, but I'm coming second. So I, I feel pretty good overall. I co-manage a hockey team that's won uh, four straight titles. I have some friends that you could definitely pitch the Yahoo Plus uh, analytics software to uh, who, who, could, who could really use it. I think that's a great it's a it's a it's a great tool if you want to win your league. I unfortunately signed up later than I should have. Actually, a couple of my colleagues and uh, and and uh, and team signed up earlier, and they they definitely got ahead of me. But anyway, <laughs> um, and, and then the event coming up shortly. You know, this is the first event for us. Actually, it's the first of its kind, and it's part of our um, the extension of our BetMGM partnership. So. Very excited about it. First live event. So, you know, very excited to see what, where, where that takes us and what other types of live events we can do into the future, particularly as, you know, the last couple of years as we've been in lockdown and we've been doing so much digitally, I, I'm excited to get back out there on the ground. We, we at Sportico have had a kind of a return to live with one of our power lunches. Uh, we'll have another one coming up next week in Boston with sort of the sports power brokers of the area. We're excited just to get back and see people and do it again, which brings me to, since we are, you know, Joe, are you a subscriber to Sportico yet? I know you get some of the content on Yahoo, but are you a subscriber? Look at that. I told you we're building big. I can see by the face, Evan, not yet a subscriber. Are you a Yahoo Plus subscriber, Scott? I don't, pl- I don't play fantasy. You know that. I don't do fantasy, but I know she cares about the most important sports business news in the world. So I'm curious, why, why don't you do fantasy? I, you, you want the real? I'm going to, one, I'm building Sportico. Like that's, that is 99% of my attention. You know, when, I, when you have to like work with guys like Evan, you really have to pay close attention because you don't know what disaster is coming <laughs> around the corner. And secondly, uh, and those who listen to the podcast regularly know this, I have a 12 year old that plays travel ice hockey at the highest level. Those are two full-time jobs, absolutely two full-time jobs. And I just don't have the, the gray matter. I mean, somebody else might have the gray matter, but I just don't to do anything else other than those two things and still be able to shower and brush my teeth each day. <laughs> well, you told me at the beginning that you sometimes give up the showering. So maybe you should you know, spend that time and, and sign up for fantasy. Wow. That was before we started recording, Joe. That's tough right there. But I mean, oh, those sorry. who know me, <laughs> but, but those who know me know it's true. So I can't, I, that, that is fine. All right. Joe Lambert, president, general manager for consumer at Yahoo. Thanks so much, Joe. I, I, I had a, a blast. And, I, and I, I, again, we told you at the start, we'd like to educate and entertain on this show. I think you took it to heart and we did both. So thanks so much. Thank you so much. And I, I'm going to take a look at Sportico and your subscription service. And uh, thanks for being a great partner. Perfect. Thanks so much, Joe. All right, Evan, you know, no, I don't do fantasy sports. I just don't have the time. I'm not even big on, <laughs> on the sports betting, I, I know. But uh, I do uh, frequently take a peek over at Yahoo News. And we have some friends uh, who are anchors over at Yahoo Finance. So I am familiar with the product. It's great stuff. And I'm not saying that just because Joe was on the podcast. I mean, I was a user and, and engaged with Yahoo even prior to this. So 
I, I thought that was a great, great discussion. I think, I think people are going to learn something. Yeah, it's fascinating to hear her talk about kind of the the central issue, particularly on the sports betting side. I think in a lot of ways, it's the same thing that Michael Rubin has said about fanatics and its push into into sports betting. He has a database of people. He has a lot of information about them, and he believes that a lot of them are obviously big hardcore sports fans. And uh, there's a way to kind of push them and nudge them into into gaming. And it's clear that Yahoo also has a database of a lot of people. Not 900 million monthly users. A lot of them are very interested in sports. They even know which sports particularly those people are interested in. Um, it, converting kind of your, your database and converting that into gaming players is something that's happening across the industry. And it's interesting to hear Joe talk about at least how Yahoo thinks about that conversion. Uh, the only regret I have, I didn't ask Joe about the SEO surrounding the Wallabies, but we'll, we'll follow up with her and get Next that. Time. All right. <laughs> he is Eben Novi Williams on the Twitter at Novi underscore Williams. Still hate the underscore. I am Scott Soshnick on Twitter at Soshnick. Our social media editor is Cor Veltman. She likes it when I remind you that the show can be found at Sportacast, which is the hub of what will very soon become the Sportico Podcast Network.